This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care veterinary specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking with Steve Dale about cat pain. So regardless if you have a dog or a cat, you want to tune in right after these messages. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee. I'd like to tell you about Natural Farm All-Natural Dog Chews and Bones, made from sustainably sourced ingredients and produced and lab-tested in their factory in Brazil. Natural Farm has some new exciting products, including stuffed collagen sticks in three different flavors, bully stick, peanut butter, and chicken, power bully sticks made from beef cheek and pizzle, and peanut butter flavor collagen sticks. Your dog will love them. Go to naturalfarmpet.com and save 15% off with code ERVET15. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet and Pet Life Radio. Really excited to introduce Steve Dale because we're going to be talking about an often underdiagnosed problem, cat pain. And you guys know Steve. He's been on our episode of ER Vet before. He's a certified animal behavior consultant, and he has reached more pet owners over the past few decades than any other pet journalist in America. And you guys can find more information at stevedalepetworld.com for more information. Steve, just so our audience knows a little bit more about you, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, what is relevant to this is I had the honor to writing the introduction uh, to a book called Decoding Your Cat uh, that was authored by members of the American College of Veterinary Behaviorists. In addition to that, I speak at veterinary conferences around the world. I host several radio shows about pets, but I want to get right to it because I know we want to talk about a subject that I would, I, I'm guessing you agree with, isn't spoken about often enough. And that's right. That's why I wanted to talk to you because I know you do some amazing education when it comes to cat pain or what we call feline pain. Now, I will disclose cats are so stoic. And in fact, I have to tell people when they come into the ER vet that they shouldn't feel guilty that their cat is so sick because cats are so stoic. They hide their signs until their disease is so severe. And as a result, they oftentimes show pain less in less obvious ways than dogs do. So tell me, first of all, do cats feel pain? And what are the classic signs that they may show? I love that question for so many different reasons, because at one time, way before your time, veterinarians were actually taught cats and dogs. And then we understood dogs felt pain. But for a long time, cats don't feel pain. Well, that's ridiculous. They feel pain the same exact way that we do. Their neurochemistry is a very, very similar, nearly identical. So if it hurts us, it's going to hurt the cat. But they may not express, as you point out, that pain in the same way. So I'm going to rattle through some, just some. Now, think about your cats, uh, particularly older, but not necessarily 
which is something we've learned over the past couple of years, not necessarily older cats. And I'm going to give you some examples. Now, some of these examples may indicate the cat has just uh, found a sunny spot. That's where I want to be. Or may indicate, you know, there's that other cat I don't love in the other room, so I'm going to stay in this room. However, these potentially are indications of pain in, cat and some, in cats. Now, some of them you'll say, aha, of course. But others you'll say, my gosh, I never thought of that. So not wanting to go up and down stairs. Okay, probably you've thought about that. It's a hesitancy, a reluctance that we don't often notice. So here's what I'm talking about. The cat that is feeling no pain goes, woo, 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 up and down the stairs, no issue. The cat that is in some pain may go up real quickly and then just hesitate for a moment could just hesitate because something smells interesting on the stairs, but could be hesitating because it actually hurts. Here's something people don't know. Actually, the way in which the cat goes up and down stairs. So the cat that goes on an angle, diagonally, up or downstairs, is actually potentially in pain. Let's say the cat is jumping off your bed. That's something we don't think about, right? I want you to take a video with your phone of the cat jumping off your bed. If the cat is using, and it's hard to catch this, your bed as kind of a step stool. So instead of jumping straight down, the cat almost slides down because the cat is saying to himself or herself, I don't want that impact to be as great. Sleeping more. Well, I, many older cats are in pain because Osteoarthritis does tend to appear greatly more often in older cats. And older cats tend to sleep more anyway. And what do cats do? Even younger cats, they sleep. But a cat that, so this is how, is exactly what you're talking about. It is so subtle. A cat that's grooming, just a little more. A cat that's grooming, just a little less. Accidents outside the litter box. I could do, and I'm happy to come back and do that anytime you want, Three hours about litter boxes and why cats might think outside the box. One of the reasons is pain, because it's difficult for the cat to get, or even inconvenient. It feels uncomfortable for the cat to get into the box. Hiding, hiding without explanation. Of course, when the construction guys come over and pound, pound, that's an explanation. However, if it seems there's no explanation, that explanation might be pain tail flicking back and forth. That could be an agitated cat, but it could be a cat that's in pain. A cat that looks just laying down, but looks stiff and the neck looks stiff and the head looks stiff. And that makes me want to transition into something called the grimace scale. So it's always been thought that because of the lack of muscles really in the face, facial muscles, the cats have, they don't have these muscles as well as much as dogs that cats don't have as much to say to us ridiculous they are speaking to us all the time just by their body actions i'm not talking about they talk to us a lot too that way i'm talking about just the way they act just the way a cat lies down might be an indication of pain as i said if that cat looks really stiff but look at the face look at the whiskers Look at the ears, look at everything about that cat's face, and you might see a cat that is suffering some fear, anxiety, or stress, but you might also see a cat that's in pain. Cats speak to us with their faces as much as your friend who lives across the street 
or your dog, but it's just a little more difficult to read. It takes a little more practice. I'll stop there so you can finally ask me another question. Wonderful. Thank you. You know, it is so interesting because I think there's been so much more awareness about feline pain, even in the past decade. And I graduated 20, 25 years ago. And you are right. We've made dramatic improvements in the treatment of pain. So postoperatively, you know, even a cat that is spayed or neutered or God forbid declawed, we want to make sure has really, really good pain control. And again, knowing that cats are so stoic, I always tell owners, you know, it's almost similar to big cats where, you know, you look at your lion and the pride, they don't want to show injury because they don't want the next competitor taking over the pride. Same exact thing with cats. They really love their little territory that they have at home. They're not going to show obvious signs. And it's not until you see that two second hesitation in your cat jumping from what used to be an easy jump onto your dining room table to taking that two extra seconds to pause, think about it, and then take that jump. That's a sign of pain. I can even say when I moved into a new house with my 18-year-old cat, all of a sudden, my cat started defecating outside the litter box. And Steve, I know we've talked about you know kitty litter boxes before. We can talk about it for hours, but most people know or they're taught by us N plus one litter boxes. I have two cats. I should have three litter boxes. I had them in the right location. I had the right kind of kitty litter, which is ideally clumping. I cleaned it every day, but even my cat was defecating outside. And guess what? It was because of feline pain. And just the act of putting him on gabapentin, which is a really, really safe pain medication, dramatically helped improve not only his pain, but it also helped resolve the issue with defecating outside of the litter box. So you always want to make sure your vet is aware that you're having these behavioral problems because it may be an underlying medical problem like pain that's the primary issue. All right. So Steve, talk to me about the grimace or even feline acute pain scales that are out there. Like what is a way for vets to measure if a cat's in pain? Let's start with that first. Well, there are a couple of pain scales that are certified. That's not quite the right word that I'm looking for, but the right word may come to me and it may not, who knows, but they are, they are reputable scales to help veterinarians determine whether that cat is in pain. Here's the thing. Veterinary professionals are dependent on pet parents greatly. Now you can do radiographs, of course, in clinic, you can do x-rays and you can palpate and certainly should do all those things. However, the cat is not going to be what that cat is every day in clinic. Uh, I don't know many exam rooms that have stairs, for example, uh, or that have somewhere the cat actually wants to jump on or off of, maybe off of. But this is where I think using technology, and it's really simple technology, uh, if you have an iPhone today, uh, to do a virtual visit with the client and to get some sense for what that cat is like day to day, or have the client video. The only problem with that, some clients will do a whole documentary. This is my cat's life. And you have to watch through an hour and a half of video to see what you can discern in about a minute. But directing the clients exactly, if there are stairs in the house, that's what you want to see a video of. I described earlier a cat jumping off of something, a countertop if the cats are allowed there, a bed, a, a, a table, whatever it is, Do it in slow motion. iPhones will easily let you do that. Ask your clients uh, to do that in slow motion, and you're going to get a whole different view 
uh, otherwise than what you see with your so-called naked eye. Now, as far as the grimace scale, it's available to the public. Just Google grimace scale, and it very clearly delineates, okay, the whiskers are back like this. That means your cat is likely to be potentially in pain, but it could also be afraid. You know, there's one image in the grimace scale, uh, and it's wonderful. I'm, I'm glad that this is out. It's a group in Canada that, that put this all together. And it's terrific. But there's one image of a cat whose eyes are as big as saucers. Well, was that cat just surprised by the camera? Or is that cat feeling some discomfort? Or is that cat feeling anxious? And I don't know the answer to that. But you have to look at the context. And for veterinary professionals, ask clients about the context. And for uh, clients, for cat parents, to consider the context. So if you walk up to the cat with a, for example, uh, a camera, and you're showing it right in the cat's face, and the cat's eyes get like this, well, the cat isn't necessarily in pain, but just surprised. You know, the other thing that's interesting to me is I recently learned that people that are depressed are more likely to suffer pain in general, and more likely after surgeries and such to recover more gradually and may have a very difficult time. There is a link between depression and pain and the pain centers, and I can only go so far as far as being technical about this, but the pain center in our brain isn't too far away from where we feel in the amygdala, our feelings such as depression. I don't know that cats get depressed for sure, but I think personally they do. So aside from the overweight and obesity issue, uh, exasperating or creating pain, our osteoarthritis primarily in cats, I would argue that cats who cannot groom themselves, and these cats are so well loved by their people, but they can't groom themselves because they're so round, they can't turn around to groom themselves. And by now, it probably hurts to do that. Cats may have difficulty, as you described, using the litter box. These cats can't jump up on the couch necessarily to be with us. They have to be lifted up because they may be so obese. I personally argue, and I know some of, if not many of the veterinary behaviors do agree with this, uh, that cats, for that matter, dogs, may be clinically depressed. And if they are, I wonder if that is associated with pain in some way as well. I, I thought it was fascinating, that notion. I'm curious as to what you think about it. You know, it's interesting. I will say it's a little bit different because I'm a criticalist and in my training, we have so much training in like analgesia, which is pain relief. Um, and so that's always been a high priority for me, you know, based on all the studies that I've seen recently and the hot topics with feline pain, I would say, I should also mention as a toxicologist, I realized that like cats have a totally different metabolism than dogs. So they can't take the standard medications that we use very commonly in dogs. So most dog owners who also have cats, they oftentimes will reach for non-steroidal anti-inflammatory or an NSAID that's veterinary specific, but you can rarely do that chronically in cats without really careful regulation of their kidney function. So I would say I'm a little bit different of a demographic to ask because as a criticalist, as a toxicologist. But maybe not. So here's what I'm asking. So there's some sort of surgery that you perform on two cats. One cat 
is overweight or obese and the other isn't. Is recovery, and they're both the same age, is recovery going to look different? I know there are many factors, but I wonder if one of those factors happens to be the psyche of the cat. We know study after study has shown people with a positive attitude recover faster. And it turns out that people who are not suffering depression recover faster. And I wonder why that wouldn't be any different in cats. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I would ask your large lot of behaviors that you have access to, because I feel like a lot of times we anthropomorphize it. So it's hard to tell. I mean, there's definitely the correlation and this is a side tangent, but there's definitely the correlation with like irritable bowel syndrome and stress level in human medicine, in human medicine. Yes, but we probably anthropomorphize it. But I will also say, having worked with a lot of greyhounds through a blood donation program I used to work with, Greyhounds are probably more high anxiety and they oftentimes have colitis, right? So there probably is a component that we turf off to anthropomorphism, which is actually, you know, there's probably some truth behind it. So who knows? We don't know. The biggest thing is, I will say as a toxicologist, make sure to treat the pain, make sure to use the right drug. And then because 60 to 70% of our pets nowadays are obese in America, I would say as a veterinary professional, I always advocate basing it on lean body weight. Yes. So um, making sure that we're addressing all the, the needs of our, our feline patients, but again, that we're dosing our medications on lean body weight. We'll continue with this really important topic right after these messages from our sponsors. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life, and that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select pet co-locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. We're talking with Steve Dale about feline pain and how we need to be able to recognize it in our cats at home. So far, we've talked about cats showing more subtle signs. So if your cat is just even a little bit hesitant to jump up on the sofa or they're hiding, they're not moving as much as they used to, or they're not as playful, 
or they're defecating outside a litter box. Those are all signs of pain. We've talked about the Grimace score and even the Colorado State pain score, which is what we veterinary professionals use in the veterinary clinic. Now, you pet owners shouldn't be using that. You can look it up. But in general, the most important thing is to find a veterinary professional who treats your cat's pain and answers all your questions. Now, I also talked about as a toxicologist and a criticalist, I want to make sure that our cats or feline family members are having their pain addressed. But because of their altered liver metabolism, they can't handle the same drugs that humans and dogs go on. So Steve, tell me what is new with pain control? We know we have limited options in cats. We can't use the same NSAIDs that we use in dogs. We definitely can't use the same ones in humans. And so there aren't a lot of options. There's some like morphine-like drugs, buprenorphine. There's gabapentin, which is what my cat went on. Um, And that's a really great nerve pain or sedative. So traditionally, I will use those medications. What's new when it comes to feline pain? This is the best thing. When I heard about this, I thought, oh my gosh, it is the best thing I believe that has happened for cats since tuna. And it's a, a drug called Silencia. And it works completely differently than all of those other non-steroidal anti-inflammatories or NASAIDs you talked about that many cats have a difficult time taking. Uh, Silencia is injected by a veterinarian. It's done once a month. And this, we know based on what's gone on in Europe, because folks over there on the other side of the pond have been lucky enough to have this drug in their pocket for, I think, a couple of years now or near that. And this is something the cats tolerate, and it does seem to work. In many cats, it really works. I've seen videos of one cat that you know, was like barely moving, creaky, creaky old cat. You could look at this cat and know this cat's 140 years old. And then the next video, it's one of those cats you're watching that you think, oh, that's a five, six-year-old cat as it goes up and down very quickly very quickly up and down the stairs, just like that. And it is quite incredible to see. You know, we haven't, as you pointed out a couple of times, for cats, we haven't had a lot of options. And what we've done is use a, it's called a multimodal approach. So you throw a lot of things at the problem. And and these things are good things, you know, uh, from nutraceuticals, which are is a hybrid between a pharmaceutical and a nutritional supplement, uh, nutritional supplements, perhaps, physical therapy, and just getting cats to move more. We know, again, from studies in dogs and studies in humans, that movement and flexibility is a great thing to deter aging and a great way to treat arthritis if it's not too painful to move in the first place, which is part of the problem with physical therapy. And the other issue with physical therapy is we're talking cats. And some cats just don't want to do that. I mean, you put a cat into a swimming pool type and they feel better. And some of them say, oh, I feel better. This is good. I want to do this again. And some of them, the carrier comes out and they're in the next country, of course. There's things that you can do with the environment, warm pads. And there's so many products you can buy online now that heat up safely, that warm up to the body temperature of the animal. Cats like that. It helps to it helps them to feel better. There are also things you could do as far as step stools in the house and things so they can get up onto places they want to get. Uh, there's acupuncture, there's massage therapy. There are all these things that are, are really good. However, we've not had 
to my knowledge, a consistent product that really is going to, okay, this is going to do it. And, you know, some of these things we can't do, like moving around the house more by using an interactive toy, fishing pole tie toy with feathers or fabric, and you kind of entice the cat to move more. That's not fair if the cat's really hurting, but if we can manage the pain, then we can do some things to help. And the other thing we need to do with a lot of these cats is weight loss, of course, right? But what we've learned by recent studies is yes, we have known for a long time, overweight, obese cats, they are more likely to suffer osteoarthritis, no question about that. But what we've learned is that middle-aged cat who's five or six years old, who looks slim and trim and is, may suffer from arthritis. And the cats never tell us. And we've always thought, well, they're small, like small dogs don't seem to suffer arthritis as much as big dogs. Well, we've learned a couple of things. First of all, small dogs do suffer arthritis more than we thought, but cats most certainly do. Their size is irrelevant here. They really do. And I can cite studies as I'm sure you can, uh, study after study. Uh, one of my favorites is one study they looked, uh, they were looking for gastrointestinal illness. That's what the study was about. And they were uh, x-raying or radiographing. I think it was literally 100 cats. And I believe literally 100% all of these cats showed signs of arthritis. And when the owners were told about it, only a few, I don't remember the number, but a small number, like you can count them on one hand, number of owners said, yeah, I've noticed my cat is having a problem. The other thing is sometimes, confusing things even more, sometimes the x-rays will show that animal or human for that matter should be hurting and the animal or human isn't, at least not yet. And the good news is our cats are living longer than ever before, but with that, that hurting will eventually catch up. And you mentioned declaw and you said, hopefully not. Totally, I'm more than in agreement with you on that. But we know some cats are. And we know studies now demonstrate that we're talking about chronic pain. We're talking about phantom pain, like amputee victims have, because after all, a declaw is an amputation. All of these things occur. And over time, that chronic pain will develop into osteoarthritis, which is what silencia is primarily for. I mean, we finally have, and the other thing I love, 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 love about this is typically in veterinary medicine, the dog product comes out first. Here we have the cat product. There will be a similar dog product in about a year if all things go as well with the Food and Drug Administration Center for Veterinary Medicine. And I suspect that will happen. But meanwhile, cats have come first. There's a need for it that I think is greater in cats. And I am so excited, as you can tell, about this. It's a huge development. And knowing that a lot of cat owners have a hard time pilling and cat owners, I don't blame you. My cat is hard to pill. Just knowing that there's a weekly pain medication that can be injected is so amazing. And I'm so excited to know that we have more in our arsenal when it comes to pain control that we can use safely in cats. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Really excited for this product to come out and just love the awareness of being able to educate our cat and dog owners out there on what we can do as pet owners and client advocates for our pets when it comes to treating their pain. Thank you so much. Always an honor to be here. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Find me at Dr. Justine Lee on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Justine Lee or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time and we want to thank Steve Dale and Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.